the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of the hit show, heard every Saturday, Black and White Radio, every Saturday from 12 to 3 now, three hours. Joined in studio by my good friend, my buddy, host of the show, Mark My Words with Mark Vargas. Mark Vargas. Good to be with you, my friend. We got a lot to cover today. My goodness, this is, a, this is quite a news day. I mean, so much hypocrisy, you know, when it comes to the Joe Rogan issue, um, I mean, you got cop season diesel fuel up in Canada. You know, you got 300 high school kids who were put into a gym because they refused to wear, as, as a good friend of mine calls it, the slave plate. You know, and we also had a, a, a student who had her cell phone taken because she refused to, to wear the mask. When, is, when does this end, Mark? Well, I think... This is the beginning of the end today because yeah. of all the families, parents, and students that are standing up to the governor and what the judge has called an illegal mandate. Yeah. Yeah. And so, bravo. Evil. evil. This is evil. Evil. Bravo to the students and parents across this great state who are standing up today. They, these are warriors. Yeah. Good applause for those yeah. kids out there. Applause. Yeah. Freedom standing, fighters. Standing ovation. Freedom yeah. fighters. And I know John will have many of them. Many of these parents and perhaps students calling in throughout the next three hours because we want to hear their story, yeah. and we want to stick it out. And we'll have Greg Bishop on to, uh, from Center Square uh, to discuss, you know, all the, the happenings on that is going down in Springfield. And, you know, um, I, I just read an article where Governor Prisker says, oh, they misread it. Oh, the, oh, the, the, the people that filed this and, and the judge. The judge is dumb. She doesn't really know what she's doing. Here's something really interesting. too fat. <laughs> That's right. Again, we have a, a governor who weighs 800 pounds telling us how to be healthy, yeah. right? But here's yeah. what's interesting. He's a licensed attorney here yeah. in Illinois, and he is publicly attacking a judge's ruling. Yeah. Yeah, because, because, but that's what dictators do. If, if that were you or I, we'd be perhaps we'd face disciplinary action with the Illinois Bar Association. Of course. But, I mean, he's the governor. He's worth billions of dollars. and. And, you know, when you're a dictator and you, you don't really believe in freedom, this is, these are the type of things that you do. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I was so excited to see all those smiling faces of these kids, you know, smiling, waving, all these. I mean, did you see all the pictures of all the kids throughout the entire state of Illinois that were smiling, happy? I mean, you, you keep saying you want to trust, you trust the science, trust the science. What about the science about how this is affecting these kids? That, does that science just go out of the window? 
or does, does it matter? You know, when, when you're thinking about making these decisions, I don't, I know it doesn't matter to this, these people that are in charge right now. Nothing matters except more power. Yeah. More what power. What difference at this point does it make? Right. right. I mean, fair. But we, we, we got to get beyond this, though, Mark. And I, and I think today, I think today was, was, was is, is, Mark, mark my words, Mark. <laughs> nice plan words. Uh, I, do th- <laughs> I do think today will be the day that really unleashed uh, America's fight for freedom. Yep. Like, I mean, because people, I mean, what was 695 days since the kids had to wear masks or something Some like that? Some unbelievable number. Yeah, I saw Jeannie Ice make that post from Breakthrough uh, that it was like 695 days since the kids have been forced to wear these these face diapers, these muzzlers, because that's what they are. Yeah, They're muzzling our kids. They're silencing our kids. And and I know there were teachers. I, I, I was listening to radio throughout the day. I heard teachers calling in excited and happy that, that they no longer had to be muzzled. We have a president that wears a diaper around his waist, and kids <laughs> have to wear a diaper on their face. Welcome to, 20, welcome to 2022. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have Paul Vallis on, to discuss it from that educational perspective. Because, because I had a lot of questions about, you know, would Paul, what, what would he have done if he, had he still been the superintendent of schools for Chicago? Would he have said, you know what, no, I know the power that I possess, I know the power that I have, and we're not complying with what you're doing because the health and sanity of these, ki- uh, these kids far outweighs what's happening with COVID right now. I, I, I had um, Ted Dabrowski on the show on Black and White Saturday, and I do think now is, is, is politics. This is all politics now. This is all politics. There's nothing about science or anything like that. This is all politics. I had him on the show, and I said, you know, when you look at Illinois, we got over $180 billion from the federal government. That's why we started writing the foot. Oh, is that all? Yeah, that's all. For now. For now. But, and, and I, the question that I posed to him, do you think that Pritzker and all these other 11 states that still have all these mandates in place, do you think that they're doing this to gain or elicit more money from the federal government. He said, of course. Of course they are. And by the way, we're one of only six states with a statewide mask mandate. Only one of six. New Jersey just announced the governor of New Jersey, Democratic Governor Murphy, just announced that he's going to be lifting mask mandates. And then then you want to throw peanuts at people. Oh, we'll we'll cut the gas uh, tax and we'll we'll, we'll give you... What was that two years ago? Do it then. Don't wait until it's it's now that you're realizing... That, uh-oh, election is around the corner. I'm sick. I'm so, Mark, I'm so fed up. I'm so full right now that I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to maintain my calm and not allow my inner Sean Thompson to come out. You know, sometimes, you know, I, every time, I don't know why, every time I feel in here, that inner Sean Thompson wants to rise up and unload because, I, I don't know, maybe it's, it's because of the White Ice Cube was the nickname I gave him. <laughs> but, but we, Mark, parents are flustered. They're frustrated. Imagine... 300 students, one of your students, one of, if that was one of my kids, I would have been up there and I would have raised Cain from the dead. I, <laughs> I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm no, I mean, you think about the stories on that are, I know you've gotten lots of calls from parents yes. today. I've gotten lots of calls from parents on social media. All the stories about children, kids being suspended. Yes. From school, kids being escorted off the grounds yes. by school officials, kids being um, segregated into like small little jail cells in, in the school library 
being placed in small little offices yeah. by themselves, eating alone yeah. in a closed room all by themselves. I mean, there's there, this. We are now at that point where this is not a system that focuses around students. Yeah. This is a system about about the elites. Yes. The leaders, yes. the superintendents. This is what this is about. Yeah. It has nothing. Education no longer is about the students. Right. That's why I think I I hope and pray 2022 is the great reset. I really do hope that we, we, we that people have realized just how much power that they've given freely to elected officials. And now that in 2022 that they begin to take that power back because, I mean, I'm talking about I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. I really don't care. If, if you're a Republican standing in the way, roll them over. And I don't mean physically, but I mean at the ballot box. you got to be careful what you say today, you know, because people take your words literally. But we need a forklift to roll Pritzker over. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, well, that's a big job. It's, it's, it's a huge job. And, um, but but, but I, I really believe, uh, I, I, go, I always go back to Hugh Hewitt's book, If It's Not Close, They Can't Cheat. If it's not close, they can't cheat. That's why they couldn't cheat in other areas, because it just wasn't close. But if it's not close, they cannot cheat. And I, I'm calling on every um, every able body, every registered voter. If you're at voting age, get registered to vote. Sign up to become an election job. Sign up to become a registrar. And go out there and fight back and push back against this lunacy. Because that's exactly what it is. Lunacy. And that the I mean I I know election integrity, I know election integrity, but we we're not going to always have election integrity. We're simply not, you know, just simply not. And I'm sorry, go ahead, because I, I, I told you I'm I'm full. No, it, this is really is our Braveheart moment, freedom, right? This is our Braveheart moment. And again, I applaud the parents and students that have just been fighting like fighting like hell today and standing up to this tyranny. This is. Is this the United States of America or communist China? Yeah. Well, they they bankroll. I mean, they we they they own us. We're owned by them. We we are completely owned by them. And and that's what's interesting. I know the listeners have been paying attention to the case to the TRO from uh, Judge Grisho on 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 Friday. But really, the core you know what the core of this is is that you cannot centralize power with just one branch, the executive branch. Right. Right. They're making all the decisions. And, John, we've talked about this a lot, but I was – someone, a parent had called me on the phone on the way here into the studio. And, and I said, you know, you know what this is? This is why we need to have – this is why we need to have more Republicans in Springfield. Because the Democrats have a supermajority, yeah. they're rubber stamping everything, everything Pritzker has done. If we had Republicans in Spring, – if we had a Republican majority in Springfield, yeah. this wouldn't be happening. Oh, no. Well <laughs> – well, <laughs> this I, I, is Illinois. It, well, it'd be tough. Well, this is yeah, Illinois. This is Illinois. Sometimes it's hard to tell who's right. who. But the point is, is that if we actually had a Republican majority, Pritzker wouldn't run around with a free reign in Springfield. Yeah, I totally agree. Hey, you're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio. He's Mark Vargas, host of Mark My Words with Mark Vargas. Uh, we'll be right back. Um, I'm I'm pumped. I almost said it. <laughs> AM five sixty. The answer. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh let it run, Mark. Let, let it, it run. rip. Let it rip. Let it roll. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. 
alongside my good friend, my buddy, Mark Vargas. Uh, Mark, you know, what, this is happening all over the state from the top to the bottom, from the top to the bottom. Uh, I don't know if you, you've been following what's been happening in Cary, the Cary School District. Um, joining us from the Illinois Parents Union in Cary uh, is Jacqueline Garrison. I hope I say your last name, Jacqueline. Don't, you, you can beat me up. I told you when I met you that I butcher names. Abini? Oh, you're so close, but oh. it's Italian, so it's a Benny. A Benny. A Benny. Yes, oh. yes. What, I mean, first of all, I want to say, aren't you just so excited to see parents, students, especially these young kids, standing up and understanding the rights that's been, that's been given to them by their God, not by our government? Absolutely. I was so thrilled to see the excitement from the children this morning and the empowerment from the parents today. It was um, an exhausting day, but it was a win in our book. Yeah. So talk to us. What's going on up in Cary? I mean, you guys are so close to that Wisconsin border. I mean, come on. What's going on up there? So Cary is um, its own pocket of craziness right now. So, um, back in July of last year, when everyone um, was going for mask optional, um, our board decided to not go mask optional. Um, we decided to take it through a lawsuit with Lavelle Law and with DeVore, and we just had the TRO ruling um, this past week, right? Yeah. Um, but our board, again, decided that they were going to take their own rules at hand and they were going to require masks for everyone, including their teachers and their students, except for those that were listed on the TRO. Wow. You know, and, you know, this is, I think for Pritzker, Jacqueline, it's Mark here, this will be a day that will live in infamy because for the first time he's facing a real credible and serious challenge from students and parents across the entire state, north, east, south, and west. And that caught my attention when you said that earlier, that today was a victory. From from your perspective, despite what your district is doing, uh, tell us why you still consider today a victory. Today was a victory because for the first time, the parents felt like they were heard by the ruling of the judge, and they took action upon it. And the kids were proud. I mean, we even met afterwards and, you know, the kids met and had pancakes and they were cheering each other on um, because they stood for what they believed in and they accomplished that. No matter if they were sent home from school or not, um, we know that this is the right thing to do and we know that they're in the wrong. You know, Jacqueline, we're hearing about some students, and not in your district, but maybe you can kind of shed some light on it, is we're hearing that some students have been suspended in other schools, some students have been escorted off school grounds, others are being segregated in sort of a library jail. Uh, what's the situation on the ground there in Cary? So the same things happened in Cary today. So we had teachers being asked to leave if they didn't come to school without a mask. We have students that were segregated into the principal's office. Mind you, they were not six foot apart. Um, We had students that were asked to leave to be picked up. We had police called on parents today. Wow. This, this, this is America. This is, this is the, the people's Republic of the United States of America now, right? 
we're no longer that republic, you know, that, 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 you know, who's bound by the Constitution. Uh, um, Jacqueline, I mean, what, what was the, what was the worst incident that happened today at Cary? Did, did anybody actually get arrested? No one was arrested. I think the worst part of the day was when we asked for an emergency meeting with our superintendent. Yeah. Um, we asked him directly if he would be allowing our children due process, and he simply stated no. Yeah. I, I hope you stick around to hear the uh, interview of um, Greg Bishop that we're going to be doing at the um, 435 because uh, I got some questions and some comments about what Pritzker said today, especially when it comes to uh, demanding the, the legislative body do their job. Because, you know, none of this would, would – we wouldn't be in this position if the legislative body had done their job and, and not allowed this guy to run um, run this state uh, all by himself like he's a king or something like that. So um, we have you contacted anybody at the, the superintendent's office? What are they saying about uh, all of this as far as what happened today in Gary? Yeah, we, we had a meeting with the superintendent directly today, and um, I'm extremely concerned with the lack of education when it comes to our rights and the people that are responsible for decisions for our children. It's actually um, quite dumbfounding how little they know about our rights and our due process. Um, it, it's very shocking. Here, here's where, here's where I, I've been listening to Tom DeVore's interviews. I've been watching parents all over social media today. And you hear the, the, the fear, the strain, the frustra- frustration with all these parents. Um, have you, what, what are you guys going to do next as it relates to, you know, with Cary School District? Are you guys going to uh, protest or file a lawsuit? File a lawsuit? What's next? Yeah, we put the we put everyone on notice today, um, and we will be filing an emergency injunction today. Yeah, we gotta we we gotta use the tools that are in front of us, and if that's what it takes, I mean, take it all the way as far to the, up to the Supreme Court, the Illinois Supreme Court, into, into the you know I'm sure the appellate court will, will probably kick it back, but take it all the way to the Supreme Court because let me tell you something. Understanding and uh, understanding and protecting that document called the Constitution of the United States of America is way more important than the virus. Yes, I said that. I said that. My, our constitutional rights given to us by God, not through gov- government didn't give us these rights. It's so much more important to fight for that. And I get it. If people are dying and the comorbidities and all that, let's protect them. Let's protect the most vulnerable people who are, who are succumbing to this virus. I want to protect them. But let everybody else live their life. Let everybody else live as, live as free Americans. To mark, mark your point, this is our Braveheart moment. This is the moment. Now is the moment to fight and to cry out for freedom. Now. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not, not, not next week. Now. And Jacqueline and so many other parents and kids across this state are doing that. This is their Braveheart moment. And I heard this, some, I heard this said earlier that God gave children to parents, not to the government. That's right. Right. And uh, Amen. Jacqueline, thanks for all of your work. I hope uh, we'll we'll have you back on again very soon, because I think we want these updates in real time and what's happening. And again, this is a critical moment, a historical moment in our state's history. And you're a part of it. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for having me on, guys. Hey, thanks so much. Right there. I'm telling you, this stops when, when, when parents say enough is enough. We're done. 
I'm, listen, that's it. There's zero compromise with this. I'm, Mark, I am I'm, I'm literally at that point with zero compromise. There's more of us than there are of them. Yeah. You're listening right. to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. He's Mark Vargas. We'll be right back. AM 560. The answer. We don't need no Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and Right Heard every Saturday from 12 to 3 right here on these airwaves. Alongside my good friend, my buddy, my pal, Mark Vargas, also host of Mark My Words with Mark Vargas, heard every Sunday from 7 to 9. Hey, we got to change up that music. Come on. Give me a little bit more, um, you know, oomph. (laughs) A little oomph. (laughs) That wasn't, you know, come on. It's not Sean Thompson. (laughs) Give me some more Eminem-ish stuff. All right, sounds good. Uh, Mark, you know, one, one of the things that I, I, I've been following this, I've been talking about this, I've, I've been at the, at the forefront of a lot of this, this whole, you know it, the, with the, the you know it, I call it, and, and all this COVID-related stuff, right? I'm going to tell you, there's, there's been two, two, there's been Edgar County watchdogs and our next guest who have been doggedly going after the truth, Revealing the truth and making sure that the people really understand what's happening right here in the state of Illinois. He's the associate editor of the CenterSquare.com and Illinois Radio Network. Uh, Greg Bishop uh, from Center Square. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Is he there? Greg? I think Greg hung up on us. He didn't want to talk to us, Mark. <laughs> it it but, happens, but no, all right, no problem. But you know, I mean, we 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 have to have journalists, man. Mark, if 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 we had real, honest journalists, and and that really really reporting right now, you think you think we would have went through half of this? Maybe maybe this whole this whole event would have been done an hour a year ago. Yep. Um, Greg Bishop. Mark, John, uh, apologize about that. No, I, uh, I was on mute. Uh, <laughs> one of the terms that we've uh, all grown accustomed to in this uh, this Zoom era. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate the kind words and the confidence you have in my work. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you, though, I've been following your work. I've, I've used a lot of your work on my own show, Black and Right, because, I mean, you really have been going after um, the truth. You want the truth to be known. You want people to understand what the truth is. Now, you also, uh, I saw that you interviewed my friend, my good friend, Tom DeVore. Um, what was your, what's your take of, of what's the back and forth that's happening between Pritzker and, and Tom DeVore when, when it comes to this um, Judge Grishow and her ruling? You know, having talked to um, Attorney DeVore uh, off and on throughout this process and hearing the responses that uh, the governor has for uh, what Tom's been doing, it really has been kind of fascinating in a way um, because, you know, DeVore, and, and I've listened to all of the oral arguments in the courts, um, he's, he's made clear that, you know, all of this can be, can be cleared up if the state legislature just comes back to session and deals with it. Come on. Votes on mask mandates, up or down, have the people, you know, that, that are represented by the legislature uh, go in and, and deal with this. And the governor really hasn't, been as stern um, about making that a reality, and if this is an emergency, to call the legislature back, deal with these issues, uh, have it black and white on paper to where the legislature has an up or down vote, the governor has has never demanded that. 
He seems to, yes. uh, in a way, kind of just downplay that role. But that's something that DeVore's been consistent on throughout yes. this entire argument is this can all be cleared up if the legislature acts. And, Greg, I'm a former state representative, so I definitely, I've right. been screaming that from day one. I mean, I mean, you wrote in your article about that today, and he basically said, uh, no, we're just going to file the appeal. Uh, I mean, are, 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 you, are, you, are you serious? I, here's what I think is happening. I, I, the caucuses are meeting, the, the Democrat caucus is meeting, and they don't want to go on record forcing people, uh, mandating people to either to wear masks or to do the vaccination. This is all over because then it becomes a law. These, right now, we're still just dealing with recommendations. I mean, when did, when did, when did we really take the recommendations for the, from the CDC as law? Again, uh, throughout this uh, past, going on now, like two years, uh, it's been incredible uh, as somebody who covers the state house uh, to, to see that they weren't in session for 70% of their scheduled days in 2020. Uh, in 2021, it was kind of a roller coaster with some very large pieces of legislation and multiple last-minute jam-packed special sessions and the maps that they focused on and that energy legislation they focused on and the uh, police regulation and criminal justice bill they focused on. Uh, COVID-19, even though it's it's been you know dominant in, in the ethos, uh, it, it really has not been a major priority for the legislature, no. which people typically think is the closest to uh, the voters uh, and most accountable to the voters. Uh, but, but again, the governor really hasn't put an emphasis on making that a, a part of his equation in managing COVID-19. And one thing that's been brought up a lot in, in, during this uh, is, is some people saying if the legislature came in and actually had these debates and had all voices at the table openly discussing this in committee hearings, there could have been a lot more buy-in. Yes. Uh, but without that, uh, there has not been that buy-in. So, you know, it's come to this point where uh, you've got school districts scrambling to find out what's the best route. How, are they going to be held accountable by ISBE? Are they going to be sued for, you know, possibly being a vector of COVID? Uh, there's been no discussion about liability. There's been no discussion about uh, executive orders. Um, it's uh, it's really kind of been uh, hands off, and as somebody who covers the state house, you know it's uh, it may make my job a little easier with the legislature not dealing with this, but at the same time, it causes the the, the consternation that we're seeing play out right now in schools. Greg, it's um, Mark Vargas, and I just want to reiterate what John said. Your article in Center Square on Friday was just fantastic, and I actually just submitted. I've got a column on Newsmax.com, and I just submitted an op-ed, and I'm referencing uh, your article because it's so well done. But I wanted to, to ask you something, because I, I think it gets sort of lost in translation a little bit with just the impact of the judge's ruling. But the fact that the word type of evil is used in this TRO, I think, is just absolutely fascinating. One thing to keep in mind in all this, this TRO was just one ruling and what's expected to be a, a, a protracted legal fight um, because the TRO is just a matter of acknowledging um, that there was some harms done, uh, according to the judge. You know, there was, there was grounds to show that there's cause of action. Uh, and uh, she sees that uh, the, the maneuvering, the bureaucratic maneuvering through executive order, and not going through the legislature and trying to circumvent the Illinois Public Health Act with the due process concerns, with quarantine, 
um, she she spelled it out, uh, saying that uh, this this type of evil is something that the law was meant to constrain, uh, and that's that's in her her ruling on this temporary restraining order. But while we've got this appeal playing out, and again, uh, talking with those who know about the appellate process, they have yet to fully uh, file this legislate this uh, this this appeal. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's a pretty long appeal. And as far as just the title page, there's 700 plus parents on this, right? right? So they've got to get that thing uh, put <laughs> through the system. Uh, but it's going to take a couple of days for, you know, rebuttals and other filings and it, probably five days or so uh, before the appeals court even touches the TRO, yeah. let alone the, the, the underlying issues, the legal issues on this case, which that's not what's been decided yet. So that's still very much up in the air. Does the governor have the ability to issue executive orders to circumvent due process rights and state law? That seems to me, from a layperson who's a reporter covering all of this for the past two years, that seems to be what is the crux of this ongoing legal dispute. And, and Greg, in our, my last question, our last question for you is, what's interesting is this has really sparked a statewide revolt. We haven't seen yeah. anything like this in the past two years during the pandemic and North, South, East, West, seeing all the, the photos and videos on social media and the parent groups. I mean, this has really become sort of a historic day in our state's history with all of the activity going on simultaneously as a result of, you know, Friday's TRO. After we published um, the article on the, the TRO uh, Friday uh, and all weekend long, my inbox has been filled with parents all across the state. Yeah sending me the statements from their school board, sending me the statements from their superintendents, some elated saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe that my kindergartner is going to be able to go to school and not have to wear a mask. They're so happy uh, to, you know, questions about, well, my district says they're still going to enforce it. And I'm really confused by all of this. So it really shows um, in all the work that I've done in the past seven plus years covering the legislature, uh, this, I've received more feedback yeah. and, and questions and concerns and even input and, and tips uh, about this particular issue. You can tell that it's really important to parents out there. It's true. Hey, Greg, can we hold you over for one brief segment? It's, it's a really short sure. segment because I want to get into this collective bargaining aspect because now you know, they want to they abide by collective bargaining for the teachers, but the police and right. fire, none of that matters. So um, you're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. We're talking with Greg Bishop. Associate editor for the CenterSquare.com and the Illinois Radio Network. Also, go check him out on Bishop BishopOnAir.com. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. We'll be right back. AM five sixty. The answer. Oh uh, yeah. You gonna let that marinate just a little bit? Sorry, Greg. <laughs> Fight the powers that be. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Alongside my friend, my brother from another mother, Mark Vargas. Before the break, we were talking with Greg Bishop, associate editor for the CenterSquare.com and the Illinois Radio Network. Uh, as I said, go check him out on BishopOnAir.com. Uh, I love it. I lo- Greg, I love your, your note. This is not the Sports Illustrated reporter, Greg Bishop. No, it is the UFO, UFO author, Greg Bishop. Nor former NFL player, Greg Bishop. You got to make that note, huh? <laughs> I tell you, uh, I had somebody share with me several years ago. Greg Bishop, who writes for Sports Illustrated, uh, is just 
long article he wrote investigating all the other Greg Bishops, and he uh, <laughs> he mentioned a radio host in Springfield, and when my dad saw that in the Sports Illustrated, he was just ecstatic. <laughs> but Greg, you know, I, you know, every time Pritzker is 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 asked a tough question, he gets really smug and defensive, you know. And then when I when I looked at what they were talking about with the with the collective bargaining, you know. You want to have collective. You want to start talking about collective bargaining when it comes to the teachers. God bless the teachers. God bless them. But you have cops and firemen who've lost their jobs, and they tried to use the same argument, and it was just it was denounced. It basically, no, you're going to do what we're told. How, how does that happen in the United States of America? It's a great question. Uh, I don't know if I am of the pay grade to to answer that, but uh, I think that people see uh, the. Uh, troubles that have happened with Chicago uh, first responders and uh, how that's uh, playing out across the state elsewhere uh, and the different types of mandates that have been put on by uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. We're not necessarily seeing that as public in other areas. An indication is that, you know, smaller jurisdictions are handling it where where it pops up and, and making those decisions on a local level. Uh, we have yet to see, uh, at least from from what's been brought to my attention, anything rise to the level of the uh, uh, the, the conflict that uh, that was between uh, and still is between uh, CPD and uh, and uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's office. Uh, so I, these are these are obviously things that deal with uh, individual workers and um, their their ability to collectively bargain. Uh, and it being, you know, an election year, uh, it'll be interesting to see what issues are allowed to be collectively yeah. bargained versus those that aren't allowed to yeah. be collectively bargained. Yeah. And if you if you haven't read Greg's article today, Pritzker appeals mass ruling, attorney threatens contempt motions for order violations. Uh, there's, there's a part in here that Tom, Tom DeVore said, and I think it was perfect. Tom goes, he, he created a chaos by going down these arbitrary authoritarian dictates of an executive with intimidation and coercion and manipulation manipula- manipulation of people. Perfectly said. I'm sorry, go ahead, Mark. I just had to get that one line out. No, no. Uh, Greg, my last question for you is, this kind of piqued my interest, and I'm wondering if it, it piqued yours as well, but Pritzker's a licensed attorney, and he is publicly um, sort of, not shaming is a strong word, but rebuking the judge's decision. You know, my conversation with John sort of offline and others today is like, if that were any other attorney, they would probably face some sort of disciplinary action from the Illinois Bar Association. Uh, but it just caught my attention again that the governor, who licensed attorney, uh, publicly rebuking this judge's decision as misguided and other things as well. Just your thoughts you're on not, that. You're not the only attorney that's raised that, uh, that, um, that prospect to me of something that attorneys just do not do. Uh, they can disagree with a ruling, but to characterize it in negative terms... Uh, and to to question the, uh, the 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 rationale or the validity of a judge's order or a judge's ruling, uh, that's not typically something that uh, that is done, from my understanding. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know if there are rules that are crossed or what kind of process there is uh, to admonish somebody if they go too far. Uh, but you also got to consider the governor as as an elected official. Um, elected officials uh, have certain leeway. Uh, and if you recall, even with uh, Thomas DeVore, uh, he has a he has a case filed in Sangamon County. I right. got to get updated on where this is, but it deals with um, uh, the, the governor calling DeVore a grifter, uh, and uh, you have uh, DeVore filing a um, defamation 
lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, so you know, some some have said that that's a, that's not going to go anywhere because of the stature of yeah. the governor as an elected public stature. official. So <laughs> maybe that's a different hey. perspective. I, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Hey, Greg, thank you so much for joining us. We're out of time now, but Greg Bishop, associate editor for the CineSquare.com. Go over to bishoponair.com. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Thanks so much for joining the Sean Thompson Show. Appreciate it, guys. Be safe. All right, thank you. You as well. We'll be right back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. Welcome back to Hour 2 of The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of the hit radio show heard every Saturday from 12 to 3, Black and White Radio, joined by my good friend Mark Vargas, also host of the hit Sunday night show, heard from 7 to 9, Mark My Words with Mark Vargas. You know, and I have to thank Sean for moving to weekdays because that opened up his slot, so I've got his Sunday night show. That's right. Hey, did you hear that they, um, <laughs> they went in and um, seized... Um, some stuff from Mar-a-Lago, from Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Oh, oh, from the, was the nationals. Yeah, the records. <laughs> right. It was nothing. Yeah, no, it's just uh, probably, you know, 50,000 pages of yeah. just crap. Of nothing. Of yeah. nothingness. I mean, this is... this, oh. And it happens every administration. They yeah. make it a big deal, like Trump right. stealing presidential documents. He's right. not. Right. And they would later say, yeah, we have this issue with every president because you're just packing everything up in archives. Yeah. It's... Like the Clinton still in silverware? Well, yeah. Oh, that, uh, did, did we yeah. That? Did they come back and get furniture? <laughs> Who knows? Who never? You never know. You would never know what they took. No. Um, Mark, you know, I, I started off the show talking about what was happening um, at Hinsdale Century, right? Over three hundred kids placed in a gym because they refused to wear the mask. Well, I, I won't give the last name of this student who's calling in, Sydney. Uh, from she's a student at his Hinsdale Central, and she got uh, she's going to provide us a, a first-hand glance of what happened uh, when they when they arrived and what happened with them being put into a gym because they refused to comply uh, with this unlawful order. Sydney, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, you know what? Thank you so much for having the courage to come on and and, and give your side of of what happened. Now, walk us through. You guys get to school. Um, mm-hmm. There's you guys don't have masks on. What happens after that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we walked in, and I was with a pretty decent group of people. None of us were wearing masks. Um, we walked through the building, and pretty much immediately once we got in there, we were told we needed to head to the dean's office because um, we needed to be wearing masks. So um, we headed to the dean's office, and we were given our options. We were given three options. We were told we can either go home we can go to class with a mask on or we can go up to a classroom um, without our mask on for the rest of the day. And so ultimately we decided, you know, we didn't really want to get bullied into going home. And so we decided we were going to head up to the classroom um, and do our learning from there via our computers. Yeah. At any point throughout this, did they contact your parents? 
Um, yes, they did. So they informed our parents that um, we were here, we were choosing not to wear masks, and that um, we would not be in attendance in class. Sydney, it's Mark. Now, I just wanted to get some clarification because it's interesting. So while downstairs, your classmates who are masked up, they're getting in-person learning. When you talked about you're on your computers upstairs, are you getting sort of remote learning up there? What what was happening on the, on the computers? Yeah, so, um, yeah, we really honestly didn't receive much academic support at all. Um, we were told that we can check our emails. We can check um, our like school server for where all of our assignments would be. Um, and that was about it. Um, and so once we were up there for a little bit, we began to um, attract more and more students showing up at the dean's office saying, you know, I'm not going to wear my mask. And eventually they had to move us down to the auditorium where we gathered probably close to 300 kids wow. um, in maskless in the auditorium doing schoolwork. And then there's got to be close to 100 kids that decide to go home as well. Did you receive any instruction today from teachers? None. None whatsoever. Um, in fact, there was a point where I actually had to ask for a table to be brought in to the auditorium so that I could set my um, notebook up to take my notes. What did you do for, what about like bathroom, uh, snacks, lunchtime? Yeah. What, what, the, what was that like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, sorry, hang on one second. Someone else is calling me. Um, so <laughs> we were sorry. Um, we were actually had to be escorted by security guards if we wanted to go to the bathroom or fill up our water bottles. What? And then for lunch, they sent us to lunch at um, 1030 before anyone else um, could, before any other students were in the cafeteria, um, which I found particularly confusing because um, at any other day of regular lunch, we all sit next to each other, 20 people on a table on right. right. Cindy, I, let me Let me say something to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate just how much courage you have because this isn't easy Thank because you. You, you get ostracized, you get put in, you, get, you basically get put into a camp and you can't come yeah. out and, and you have, I mean, security. This is jail. This is jail. This is seriously mm-hmm. jail. And, and, and Cadet, may I ask a question? Um, what, what has this been like when it comes to, you're a teenager, you're in high school, mental mm-hmm. health wise, what's been happening with some of your friends. I, I, I need to let you know, I lost my 18-year-old son to suicide in November. Are you seeing a lot of people with a lot of um, mental health challenges throughout the last yes. two years? Yes, 100%. I Honestly, that has been the biggest thing, I think, that has affected um, our student body because of this mess. Our, we, we've just seen such a rise of mental health issues. I mean, more and more um, students are coming out saying, you know, I'm suffering from depression, I'm suffering from anxiety. We've had an increase in suicides in our district. I mean, it's been really, really tough to see how hard hit the student body has been because of these masks and all these different regulations. Sydney, it's it's heartbreaking. I'm looking over here at my brother, John, who is still mm-hmm. dealing with this tragedy. Who Who's to blame for this? Who who bears responsibility for this in, in your in your opinion, for the, the, the skyrocketing mental health issues uh, that you see with your fellow students? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel like it's very difficult to pinpoint blame on just one party because so many so many people have influenced this. But, you know, I looked at J.B. Prickster. I looked at him, and he has such power and authority over our state right now. And there are so, there are so many studies coming out and other states seeing examples that we don't need these mask mandates to be safe. And I just I looked at J.B. Pritzker and I really hope that he um, 
can change, you know, the path he's taking Illinois down because I worry for my fellow students and I worry for myself. Hey, Cindy, it's been two years. He ain't changing. Um, Whatever. I don't know if you're a voting age. I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I but 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 I I really hope that you guys really understand what's happening uh, in our political landscape called Illinois. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that Mm -hmm. if you are a voting age, that you would get as many people as you can and never forget how they treated you guys as students. Um, And I mean, not just the governor, but this is local election school boards. Um, The school boards pick the uh, superintendent. So. Just be just just be mindful and never forget this. Don't ever forget how your school treated you, how your government is treating you, and push back and fight back and never surrender your rights to anybody. Absolutely, and I can I can tell you very certainly that this will be something I will never forget. <laughs> We've got your back, Sydney. That's right, and know Thank that you're you. know that you're not alone. There's an entire army yeah. of people in your community across the state. On this radio station, you are not alone. Feel free to reach out to any of us, yeah. uh, and and you know we want to continue this dialogue. I have to say, I've had a show. John's had a show for longer. I've had a show since May on this radio station, and I have to say, Sydney, that you are one of the most powerful and moving, brave uh, and brave people I've I've ever interviewed uh, at the station. So keep it up. You're inspiring, you. and and we will continue to fight for students like you. Yeah, and absolutely, and, and Cindy. Oh, uh, I'm going to get your contact information and um, see if your parents will allow you and a couple of students to join me in studio this coming Saturday okay. to talk about this um, because I, I, I want to go into more detail because I'm telling you, we have to protect you guys, the youth. You guys yeah, you, you guys absolutely. are not the leaders of the future. You're the leaders for now. You are leaders you. now, and we want to make sure that we can help you guys and, and, and uh, you know get through the minutiae of all this. So thanks so much for joining Deshaun Thompson. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. I don't know what to say. It's trust that's trust. You, you want to trust doctors? What about the psychiatrists and psychologists and all that? Trust those trust those people too. That 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 we're having you want to talk about an epidemic or a pandemic. We're having an epidemic of people losing their minds, man. And let's repeat this. Security guards escorting these students to the bathroom. To get water, yeah. They're taking lunch at ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm frustrated. Hey, Mike and George, hold the line. We'll take you back. Take you when we return. We'll be right back. AM five sixty. The answer. I'm living in that twenty first century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. Screams from the haters. Got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man. J.B. Pritzker. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. Pistol Pete, you killing it, man. My man. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my good friend Mark Vargas. Um, that was a – Mark, I think the more people hear from the young people, yeah. I'm telling you because they're the ones being affected by these decisions. We're already getting messages from yeah, people. Yeah, we're getting all type of messages saying, we think you just won the heart of Chicago with that interview. You know? I mean, Mark, when, this, when do they live? She did. We didn't do anything. Well, she did. All right. We, 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 we just let her talk. Um, I'm, I'm just frust- I'm, I'm frustrated with all this. Let's go to the phone lines. Mike from Yorkville. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. John, Mark, good afternoon. Hey. 
Hey, uh, you know, listen to some of these mandates and rules that have been getting loosened up, and we get rulings from judges, and we're starting to see the softening of uh, the, the idea of these masks or rules that we may have. And it comes to a thought in my head, there's one or two things why this is happening. One, we are finally actually having people that were really weak-needed as, as politicians and leaders that are finally standing up and saying, okay, we've got to stop this. Yeah. Or B, we have those communist leaders that we've had in elected positions around this country, and especially the state, that have played out this hand. Yeah. And now we're getting ready to move on to something else. And I'm afraid to understand what that something else is, and are we prepared? Um, I'm prepared. You're prepared. Mark's prepared. You know, it's, I think it's incumbent upon us as people who have platforms to make sure others are they really understand the fight because I think Mark, Mike, Mike, sometimes people forget they, they they don't understand the battleground, you know, and so they bring different weapons to those to certain battles. You don't need certain weapons, you know, and I think I think it's incumbent upon us to be the voices out, out that are out there to make them be voices. So that we spread it. I'm sorry, go ahead. And Mike and John, I'll tell you who's not prepared is Governor Pritzker and all the Democrats because for so long we've just been, we've we've been silent. And today is proof that we're fighting back, not just in one community, but in every community across the entire state. Yes, I agree. Let's go back to the phone line. George from Libertyville. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, guys. uh, Thanks for everything that you're doing. And uh, God love that uh, girl that had the courage to come on and say what she did. I'm up here in the Libertyville, Vernon Hills area. They did the same thing at these schools up here. There's actually a board meeting apparently tonight where there are, I mean, absolutely irate parents that are going to be going to this thing. And I'll tell you, you know, there's going to be a fund delivered, raised, and funded to go after and sue these board members individually. This is beyond ridiculous. You know, this state, as you know, had 81,000 residents net leave this state last year. And the people are willing to fight for this. And this isn't even about the science anymore. And the earlier caller was right. These people are being shown for what it is they are. And it's a nefarious, dangerous, evil act. That's right. I appreciate taking the call. Thank you so much, George. Uh, Let's go really quickly to Kip. Kip, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Let me go real quick to everything that the last two guys, man, I could just say diddle, diddle, and diddle, 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 diddle. But anyway, thanks to Sean having Mark and John, you guys on again. And listen, everything that we don't like the government that's doing to us, we're funding it ourselves. We're funding our own demise. The death of our Constitution, the death of our state, the death of our children, which was that lovely girl that just spoke. What 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 heart and, right. and 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 I'll continue to listen. You guys thank carry you. on and keep up the great job. Bye. Right, thank you, Kip. That was a great uh, thank you, Kip, and a great segment into our next guest who joins us on the line. He is the founding partner of Griffin Williams McMahon and Walsh local attorney Pat Walsh. Pat, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. How are you? Welcome. I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for holding on. And um, and you know, listen. This has been a historic day here in Illinois. Uh, you're representing families, I understand. Can you tell us a little bit about that and just the activity that you've seen in your inbox and text messages and your office just today alone? Sure. So uh, early in the fall, we filed uh, a motion for a, an emergency 
restraining order on behalf of teachers who were being forced to vaccinate or test. That emergency request was denied, and then that case was uh, sent down to Springfield uh, to be consolidated with other cases. Uh, now with uh, this TRO ruling, I've been uh, contacted by uh, literally thousands of families uh, from districts that are not uh, uh, conforming with uh, Judge Grishow's uh, emergency temporary restraining order, and they're seeking to file uh, emergency temporary restraining orders on behalf of their children. You know, uh, Pat, this is really a, a, a historic day in terms of just the parents and students standing up across the state. We just had a student, Sydney, a local high school student that mentioned, and I know you're hearing all these stories, that they were, first of all, they were went up to a small office upstairs in their school, and then there were so many students they had to move to the gymnasium. But she said that in order for them to go to the bathroom or to get water, to fill up their water bottles, that they were escorted by security today. Mm-hmm. It, it's incredible. Uh, I've heard so many stories today of kids being subjected to isolation and seclusion just because they weren't wearing a mask. Uh, I had one parent uh, tell me in, in detail about her child who has developmental disabilities being held in a small room uh, next to the principal's office uh, for not wearing a mask. I've, I've heard uh, numerous other stories about kids being held in little impromptu uh, cell areas in the library or the gym uh, to be you know, uh, secluded or isolated from other students. It, it's, just, it's shocking. It's, it's as if th- these districts are... In, think they're involved in some sort of uh, trench warfare and that they have to, you know, keep up this political theater uh, of the masks. And, uh, and, and, you know, as an aside, I think equally shocking, I've, I've received notices from districts where they're telling families that they will, they're not going to comply with the circuit court's order, but they may comply with the appellate court order. And to, to hear you know, a superintendent say that they're not going to comply with a court order and that they may comply with an appellate court order, to me, is really shocking. I guess as an attorney, it's particularly shocking. I, I thought to myself, what if a, a criminal defendant was convicted by the circuit court and said, well, I'm, I'm not going to comply with that. I'll, I'll wait to see how the appeal goes. You know, they throw the person in jail. Well, that's right. Well, Governor Pritzker today at a press conference said, uh, schools that have not been named as defendants in a lawsuit should continue with COVID-19 mitigation rules at schools and so you know they're they're following their fearless dictator uh we've got about one minute left patrick um what's next yeah so we are preparing uh emergency temporary restraining orders uh to be filed against districts all over illinois on behalf of uh the parents of students that are still masked and and behalf of these districts that are refusing uh to follow uh, judge grishow's temporary restraining order so we hope to have those on file within a day or two. And we're also going to be filing lawsuits against uh, schools and, and administrators that uh, force these kids into I- isolation and seclusion. Unbelievable. That was attorney Pat Walsh. Hope to have you back on soon for updates. This battle is only beginning. You're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. AM 560. The answer. Falling off Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my good friend Mark Vargas. You know, I just want to say, Sean, I, I really appreciate Sean Thompson affording us this opportunity to fill in for him. Um, it really means a lot. And we hope we don't screw up, Sean. Right, right. Well, we haven't 
We haven't had our Sean moments yet. So. That's what he told us last time. Yeah. If you're hosting the show, don't screw don't up. Screw up. <laughs> well, you got somebody on the phone lines, right? Always. This is such a an important voice. Yes. And his perspective is unbelievable. And so I'll introduce him, John, because we're yeah, just going to jump right into it. It's the former CEO of the Chicago Public Schools, Paul Vallis. Paul, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Thanks for having me. If only my wife felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, we want to jump Thank right. Thank you, Sean. Uh, uh, yeah, no, we've got John and Mark here. Hey, and, Mark. Um, and... Hey, Mark. Sorry, Mark. Oh, no, it's oh, confusing. Right. All these names. Sean, John. Just black and brown. Sean, Mark, Mark, John. That's right. Paul, you've got there's an app. No, there's no confusing John, and it's good to hear, hear your voice, John. Thank you so much, Paul. Good to hear. Paul, there's, you, you've got a great op-ed in today's Chicago Tribune. Can you uh, tell our listeners what, um, what your op-ed's about today? Yeah, real simple. And the op-ed is really about providing direct funding to families so they can pick the, choo- the, the school of their choice. Let's face it, the, the public school system in Chicago holds our children hostage, particularly children from low-income families. And, of course, as you all know, that's overwhelmingly black and Latino families. So at the end of the day, they're literally, the quality of their schools is dictated by their zip code. And it's it's almost like it's the equivalent to education redlining. So it's, so this is a district that is spending $9.4 billion a year, the equivalent to $28,000 per pupil. And yet it's a district that kept schools closed with devastating consequences. Practically the entire year last year had had had. A, uh, the smallest of summer school programs to make up for lost instructional time, and then of course went through disruptions this year when the Chicago Teachers Union tried to have a replay of last year's shutdown. Uh, it's really time to liberate the parents. It's really time to provide educational choice. And and what I did in that op-ed is to talk about how the city can do it unilaterally and not wait for the state. Uh, to expand educational choices uh, um, because the state with the stranglehold that the teachers unions have over the legislature, that'll never happen. And it, and I encourage everyone to check this out. It's called School Choice Puts Power Back in Hands of Parents, and it's in today's Chicago Tribune's. Paul, one more question, and I'm going to hand it over back to John because I know John's got a question. But we had just sure. had a, a, a high school student, Sydney, and we were just using her first name just because we didn't want to reveal her her last name, but she's a high school student here at a Chicagoland school. And today, her and her students were segregated because they chose to go maskless. And then we learned that they crammed them all into a gymnasium. There are about 300 of them. And she said that throughout the day, if any of them had to use the bathroom, go to uh, drinking fountain, fill up their water bottles, that the school had them escorted by security. Unbelievable. And, and they sent them to have lunch at 1030 in the morning before everybody else had lunch. So they had to they brought them into the cafeteria so that they, these kids would eat alone and not with their friends. Uh, just wanted to get as as a CEO of former CEO of Chicago Public Schools. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? It, you know, it's madness. Look, you know, early on when there was uncertainty as to the when scientists were tro- still trying to figure out. Uh, what what impact the virus was going to have, you know, how it was spread and things like that. It, it might have warranted maximum precautions like masking, but there is absolutely no reason 
why kids should continue to be masked in 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 school. I mean, schools are not uh, virus spreaders. Uh, children are minimally minimally impacted. I mean, there's been three times the number of children in the Chicago Public Schools who have uh, school-age children who have committed suicide. Ten times the number of children who have died from accidents as have uh, died uh, with COVID. Uh, and in fact, there's been 20 times the number of children who have been murdered on the streets of Chicago during COVID than the number of children who have died with COVID. So at the end of the day, I, I mean, it's even the World Health Organization, they, they don't advise, but they tell you that you should not mask younger children. And for the older children, children under the age, I think, 11 or 12, you should only use a masking in selective situations. Let me point out that we are surrounded. We are one of only 11 states that have a statewide mask mandate, and none of the states surrounding us have a statewide mask mandate. <laughs> Definitely not a statewide school mandate. And with the exception of Wisconsin during the Omicron outbreak, uh, we have our our cases have risen faster than the cases in all the surrounding states. So at the end of the day, uh, this is just this is more about politics and and more about two years of basically scaring the living daylights out of not only many parents but also many teachers, yeah. unions have been hell-bent on trying to convince their members yeah. that returning to school or returning to, to school unmasked somehow was a life or death situation. So yeah. it's been, it's educational malpractice, and our, our children are, are, are suffering the consequences. And, and Paul, we we, we got to head to break, but before, before we go to break, um, I really believe school choice is going to be the fight for the next couple of years. And, and I, I, I don't think people really understand because I have a question about this when we come back from break. I don't think people really sure. understand how long you've been fighting for um, charter and magnet school and, and school choice for parents. Um, and we, we'll cover that right after the break. And then I have another question sure. as well. But uh, I really appreciate you did a great job today on Amy uh, with Amy today as well. So uh, you listening to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back. AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I am not Sean Thompson. I am Mark Vargas filling in with my fellow co-host, John Anthony from Black and Right. And we've been talking to former Chicago Public School CEO Paul Vallis. But before we get back to Paul, we've got a quick update from man on the street, Mark Weiermuller. Mark, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hello, uh, all you guys. Uh, it's Mark Weirmuller. I've got an article on IllinoisReview.com today. I went out to Clarendon Hills, District 181, and we had about 300 parents at a rally. And a bunch of the, this is three blocks from Hinsdale Central. So we had a bunch of the students out there discussing what happened to them today, and it's just tragic. But the direction a lot of people are talking about, we want to investigate Pritzker and go back to the toilet uh, scam where he moved the toilets we got to talk about the 80 Chicago public school students who were shot and killed this year and and just get the kids back in school and stop talking about this. So that's what's going on. There's rallies tomorrow and all week, and this thing is not going away until they say mask optional. So I uh, look forward to hearing what else uh, Paul Vallis has to say on this. Right. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, Paul, I, I, I got a question. 
Why is fighting for school choice such an important fight here in the state of Illinois? It's actually two part. And, and, and how can, you know, implementing school choice on a, on a broader scale in the state of Illinois change education here in the state? Well, you know, it's important that parents have the opportunity to seek better school opportunities for their children if their local school is not performing. And there's two ways to do this. One way is to really provide, have the money follow the parents. And yep. if the parents uh, have allowed, first of all, school public school districts to be open enrollment, uh, allow districts to be able to uh, enroll kids from from outside these districts. In Connecticut, where the school districts are very small, uh, you have inter-district schools and inter-district school enrollment. But it's also lifting the cap on charter schools, yep. and it's also allowing parents, if they find the right and appropriate parochial or private school, to basically have the money follow the children. Yeah. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, isn't that money taking money away from public schools? It's not taking money away from public schools. Because if the, the money needs to follow the students. Well, charters are and public schools, students, though. Yeah, charters it, are part it, of yeah, the public education system. It's right. Well, you know, it, actually most parochial and private schools, uh, you know, uh, spend less per pupil than the traditional sure. public schools. So you're not necessarily taking money away. But there's also a second type of school choice, and that's where you empower a, a community to demand that if that school is failing, if that local school is failing, they should demand that that they be provided a new model. And that's what they're doing in Indianapolis. That's what they're doing in Denver. They're called innovation schools. That's what they're doing in Camden. They're called innovation schools and renaissance schools. And basically, they will take that failing school and will bring in uh, a, another school model. It might be a charter, it might be a not-for-profit charter operator. But the community gets to say enough is enough. Right. And a lot of times these school models are able to come in and they're able to implement things to benefit children that would be that they would not be able to in, in, implement in a school that was dominated by these uh, employee uh, uh, centric uh, collective bargaining agreements. Right. And, and, and Paul, why are these schools? You've, you've been a superintendent you've, of, of schools. You've been a CEO of schools. Why are these superintendents? not truly and fully understanding just how empowered they are against anything that the governor tries to do. Um, because, I mean, the, the whole, in my opinion, the whole emergency aspect of, of this, is, it's, it's been over, it's been over uh, almost two years ago, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But these superintendents, what would you have done if you were superintendent of, of say, CPS, and now they're trying to use collective bargaining as an, as a, as an excuse? Well, Tom, as Tom DeVore said, Collecting, collective bargaining still doesn't um, negate the due process of a student's um, right. So, what, what what should these superintendents do? Because they, in my opinion, they're most of them are acting like cowards. Yeah, you know, I, the superintendent. You know, the problem is, is in a school like Chicago, I fault the mayor. Uh, you know, um, I remember uh, CEO Jackson. <laughs> CEO Jackson left the city not because she was afraid to take on the CTU, but because she constantly got undermined by the mayor because the mayor controls the school. So right. when the schools were shut down three times last year, practically the entire year because of the unions, the mayor could have easily ab abrogated the contract and in effect begun the, first of all, not pay them if they would have struck. 
and then proceeded to terminate them. At the end of the day, she blinked three times, and that's why the schools were shut down. In other school districts, the unions, through the uh, through these local school board elections, where there's sometimes barely a 20% turnout of voters, they really dominate these school boards. And of course, the superintendents are 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 you know instruments of the school boards there they they comply with what the school boards direct that they do so and, and, the and Paul, i don't mean to cut you off and that's one of the reasons no, why they want to make they want to take the power of the appointment of the school board away from the mayor i'm afraid of that because of ctu's power and influence that can completely take over the school board well you know unfortunately that's already been done no, but, true. but but the mayor's going to have a the next mayor and hopefully there'll be a new mayor the next mayor will have a two-year window to go in and to do the things that I articulated in the Tribune today, the things that she can do or he can do to get parents' choice and to get empower the communities to change their school models. There's going to be a two-year window to do that if the mayor has the courage to do that. Wow. Well, Paul, we run, we've run out of time, but I, I really appreciate you coming on, um, joining us to discuss. Because, listen, we, we I'm sorry, Paul – I'm at a point where there's where there's no more compromise when it comes to yes. our who we are. Yeah, yeah. Look, I crossed the Rubicon, so to speak, in New Orleans when when I had the opportunity to build a district from the ground up. Yeah. And I knew that there would be no better legacy than it be a hundred percent school choice yeah. district. Thank you so much for joining us, Paul Vallis, former yeah, CEO you. of Chicago Public Schools. We'll be right back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. Filling in for John, Tom, John, John Thompson, John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from 12 to 3. Please go and like all the the uh, social media platforms, TikTok, Rumble, uh, YouTube, um, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we'd love for you to, to, to go out and just click the like and follow and subscribe. That'd be great. Uh, sitting alongside my good friend, Mark Vargas, with Mark My Words with Mark Vargas, you, you you got somebody else calling in. You've got another caller in, man, and <laughs> we're just going to fill it up. But on the li- joining us on the line is uh, former District 229 school board member Rob Cruz. Rob, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing today? All right. Hey, great. You know, Rob, we, you know, obviously we know that uh, for political reasons you were booted off the school board uh, for standing up and fighting back against this governor's mandate madness but uh you've been on the ground and talking to students across the chicagoland area uh give us some of your observations from today sure um i can start with in my own hometown we had an eighth grade kid at district uh, 123 get booted off the premises um which is kind of sad to see Uh, over in the lions township area we had kids separated in the library isolated all day no work, just sitting in a room by themselves um, like prisoners. 
And, um, you know, in, in, in the Mokina area, we had, uh, uh, you know, some private schools where they're trying to figure out which way is up and which way is down, and, and they're not happy about some of the mask requirements. I think we're seeing, uh, you know, I, we, I think everybody saw in Rockton or Rockford, there was a bunch of parents at the police station today um, trying to get, you know, some order on this thing. So uh, what I could see is that, you know, parents are finally starting to, to, to see what we've been seeing, what, what, you know, what we've talked about on where it's, you know, they'll follow the rules if it's their guy, but when it doesn't go their way, they don't want to follow the rules anymore. Rob, we've heard that we had a student on Sydney. She was talking about that security guards were escorting them throughout the day if they had to use the bathroom, if they had to get water for their water bottle. Uh, Prison time. It is like jail. We we also heard, and maybe you can verify this, that a student had their cell phone confiscated. Is that true? Yeah, well, a student uh, had reached out afterwards and said that they took her her cell phone and put it on on a desk of an administrator and left it there all day and put her in a room. I think she was doing homework all by herself. So, um, you know, and then on the flip side, you know, let's not just keep it negative. On the flip side, I'm getting friends and and family down in the Will County area, Lincoln Way West, and I said, how many kids, you know, decide not to wear their mask? And the the, the one student said, I don't know, about 98% of them. And wow. kids were walking around happy, productive, excited to, to be back in school without, you know, without that uh, restriction. So on the positive side, there were some schools out there today that felt a huge burden lift wow. off of them. And I think we want that for all of our kids, right? That's true. That's so true. Well, well Rob, thanks so much for joining us today and giving us that update. Um, we just got to continue to fight and push back and, and hopefully, more, and, and not just, not hope, you know, demand more people wake up. And and, well, push back and, and I'll leave, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't mind me saying I'll leave you guys with this. All the parents out there, if you're listening to this, now's the time to stand up and get in somebody's face. That's what this is about right now. We can't let these people push us around anymore. Get up, start getting in people's faces. All right, Rob Cruz, thanks so much for for calling us today. Let's go back to the phone lines. Craig from Mount Greenwood. Craig, thanks so much for holding. Oh, hey, Mark and John, uh, thank you for taking my call. Hey. Uh, you guys are doing a good job subject and um, I'll tell you I think this is a great time to really push the uh, school choice because now so many parents and everything are uh, realizing yeah. just how bad this school system is and how to you know more than half the teachers are, are uh, in my estimation bad uh, uh, bad eggs yeah they don't really care about these kids and that in, in, in multiple ways teaching they're they're just they're uh, care about indoctrinating their state these are people that are like uh, uh state-run uh, teachers that are all about, like, uh, indoctrinating the kids and all that. Yeah. But then on top of it, uh, the harmfulness of the uh, masks and the, these kids shouldn't be getting vaccinated or any of that stuff. Yeah. But um, hey, this hey, is a great time. Hey, Craig, you know, and, and here's the reason why I, I believe what you're saying. Um, pastor Bland, my, my pastor, he's, he's going to be starting six new schools in August throughout the state of Illinois. And there are more others, other cities reaching out basically begging him to come even on the south side of chicago and he said if that's if, great if he got if he got the opportunity to open one on the south side of chicago he would um you know that would be a free school for any kid that came to that school there's a property already being looked at so you're right i mean school choice it it has to be the fight of uh, the fight of this next decade it it has to be the fight because these kids that especially in the inner cities man they they're just not these teachers, teachers unions have shown 
it's more about them than these kids. They don't give a rats about these kids. It's about what it's about what they want to do, when they want to do it. Again, I say they should not be able to strike during the school season. I, I no no strike during the school season at all. Man, you are right on, my friend. You are right on. Everything you're saying is so important and so good. And yeah. that, hey, uh, thank God for that uh, pastor that's uh, taking advantage of the opportunity to do things to to, to benefit these kids. That's with right. The All right, Craig. Thanks so much for calling us. Hey, dude, I'm telling you. You know, Mark. I I, I, I told you I wanted to really get into this Joe Rogan thing because I I, I just I just see the hypocrisy in this. You know, uh, I'm glad I called. Black, white, Marcus, <laughs> because I wouldn't want us to get a violation. But I was reading a Mediate. Medi- is it Mediate? Mediate. Mediate. I was reading an article on there. They've attacked me several times. Oh, I remember the one time they attacked you. Yeah. Apparently uh, you can't stand about the flag. About the flag. One yeah. nation under God. Yeah. Uh, I was reading this, this article that they were, they were basically on there talking about uh, Joe Rogan and him use, the, his use of the N-word, right? And they were defending Joe Biden's use, right? So, now watch this. So they took, they took what Joe Rogan said, and all they used was the N-word. All they kept saying was, you would see Joe Biden, no context provided, N-word, 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 different inflections in his voice. Well, so what I did is I went back and listened to what they actually put together. Now, I'm not making excuses for Joe Rogan saying, saying that word. It was, he, listen. He, he owned it. He admitted he said it. I mean, you know, it was on video, audio. He owned it. He said, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. In my opinion, in the story. I'm not into the canceling business. I don't cancel people. I just, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of it at all. But when Joe Biden said it, even though that's, that's, that's I'm, I'm going to provide context with that. It was at a, a Senate hearing. Um, Joe Biden was actually reading from a script. And I, I hate I can't play it because I really want to play it. But he used the same word. What is the difference? He used it. And it came off so, you should have heard the way it came off of his tongue. Like, I've used this word before, behind closed doors. You know? But my, you, my, my point is the hypocrisy of it, Mark. Well, that's what being a Democrat means. Democrat, in, translated, means hypocrisy. And you think about Brock and Michelle Obama are, are shopping for a new podcast partner, partner because Joe Rogan but were they shopping for a new vice president? Yeah. Right? Hey. No. Yeah. It is. It's this double standard that they can say or do whatever. I mean, look at what happened. The, the former governor of Virginia. Yeah. Governor Black Northam. Face. I mean, that seems to be okay. Yeah. Madonna. Right? Madonna. Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean. Whoopi Goldberg. What yeah. she's This is a, it's a different situation, but, you know, suspended for two weeks. Imagine if a conservative, yeah. they'd be yeah. fired. Look what they did with Roseanne Barr. Chelsea Handler. There's clearly a double standard in mainstream media where the left can say and do anything they want. The left can't even get investigated. No. Not DOJ, FBI, no one touches them. No. Only anyone associated with Donald Trump or a conservative. But the, the, I, I'm so flustered and frustrated. And Spotify, I mean, um, um, Rumble just offered Rogan $100 million, $100 million, $100 million to come onto that platform. I'd go. Spotify, you want to cancel me? Go ahead, go ahead and do it. Well, didn't they pay him like sixty, seventy million dollars or something like that to 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 produce his content? A lot. Yeah, hundred million dollars. Rumble, a, a free platform to to actually 
express your views. Listen, Joe, Bi- I mean, Joe Rogan is doing a yeoman's job. I don't agree with everything he says. I really don't. I don't really don't agree with everything he says. But people are looking for authentic voices in the media who speak truth, who are not a, who don't bow down. That's why Joe Rogan ha- has risen so fast. And so that now they want to take him out because, dude, didn't they say he of all the media combined he beat them all out? Yes. Yeah, his, his ratings are gigantic. 60, 70 million people. Number one. I'm Team Joe Rogan. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, host of the show, Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday, 12 to 3, alongside my good friend Mark Vargas, host of the show, Mark My Words with Mark Vargas, heard every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Um, yeah, Mark. Good to be with you. I, I, I really don't like, I hate hypocrisy, Mark. Well, as I said before the break, I mean, that, that defines the Democrats. Look at that, that photo that's gone viral with Stacey Abrams, who's running for governor in Georgia. With no mask? Right. She's with 30 kids, all masked, yeah. all the staff in the background along the wall, all masked, and she's got a big smile on her face. Why is she smiling so big? Because she's the only one not masked. Right. Rules for thee, but not for not, me. Well, that's the Democrats. That's how, they, that's how they rule. Look at what happened downtown Chicago here. All the Democrats in Chicago had this big event. Maybe wow. at the Hilton or yeah. hotel, were they all masked? Yeah. No. no. Hundreds. Wow. Hundreds of Chicago Democrats unmasked. Let's go to the phone lines. My buddy, the dancing man, Chuck from De- from Wisconsin. I haven't seen you. Hey, anymore. how you doing? Uh, it was, I know it was Chuck from it was Chuck from Inglewood uh, uh, yesterday morning, but I <laughs> flew on a plane up here. It's really I'm very psycho schematic because of this weather I have. Hey, uh, a couple of different things. Uh, Joe Rogan. He bought the MMA for $2 million. Yeah. Look at him now. Yeah. The next thing is I'd like to say is when our, when you governor shut the state down around uh, St. Patrick's Day because uh, your mayor shut uh, no uh, St. Patrick's Day and sent a million pounds of corned beef, cabbage, and potatoes to the landfills, uh, then, our, then your governor called our governor in Wisconsin, Evers, and he made him shut the state down. And, and it took us... Uh, from that point in time, which is like the middle of uh, St. Patrick's Day, all the way up to May the 14th, and we overturned the governor, and nobody's worn masks up here ever since then. Wow. But your governor has been seen at Gordy. That's two years ago now. Yeah. But it I took you two years to get to, to get. The, I know you were. I, I I got a picture with you. Yeah. And uh, me, you, uh, Verlon, Scott Dixon. Yeah. Yep, and Amy, I was dancing with Dan- Amy. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I danced with her twice. <laughs> but anyway, I left my dance card open for it. I did leave my dance card open for it. But anyway, the thing was, is and Bunky was there, yeah. but because the, the Abby's pet friendly. But yeah. the thing is, is that um, why did it take so long to get it all through your courts? Was the court shut down, or what was the deal down there? Because we got that overturned up here immediately. I, I, we're, gonna, we're, 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 go ahead. I'm going to tell you, 40-something-plus years of Mike Madigan stacking the courts of people loyal to him. Um, these people are still in these places of power. See, most people just, just didn't understand his tentacle reach. Um, and, and, and you know what? Hey, it was tactical. Uh, you can like it or not. But we, our system, our judicial system, we don't have a judicial system here. And that's why when you see stuff like um, Grishaw making decisions like that, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. There's a unicorn. And- and, and, and your governor's got the farm up here, 
right up by by uh, by uh, Harpoon Willie's, back up on the hill, and then he's got the big house, and then he goes to Gordy's with no mask. He was yeah. going to Gordy's with no mask to pick up food. He was over at Mars. He had a party at Mars, no food, and 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 they don't let people take pictures. Yeah, and I'm like, somebody's got to get pictures of him yep. with the mask off, and while he's saying, you know, well, you know, uh, do as I say, not as I do. He's an evil man, and he's, he's also been. And, back and our governor, our governor's, our governor is just as evil. Yeah, but he's also been back and forth to Florida too. And and those photos yeah. of, the, of our governor would have to be in landscape mode <laughs> because of. Well, his, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Last year, he actually went over by Chuck's by Fontana by the beach. Yeah, and he was out there, and he was sunning along with the family. And a bunch of Save the Whale people came and tried to shove him back into Lake Geneva. They thought he was a beast whale. I'm seeing pictures <laughs> of so much, Chris, Chuck. Chris Christie. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for calling in, Chuck. Appreciate it. I did not want that image in my head. No, it's I did not want it. No. Let's go back to the phone lines. Robert from Bloomingdale. Welcome to the wow. show. Wow. A beach whale on the Lake Geneva. What do you say to that? <laughs> How do you follow that, Robert? Hey, listen, when you, first of all, when are you guys going to get uh, Colonel Jackson on Sundays before or after your show? That's the first question. I, we like Colonel Jackson when he filled in for Larry Elders. Oh, I love him, too. Yeah. Lo- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Tell me. What's up? Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just kind of, the reason I was calling is, you know, you got a judge who makes a, a official ruling on a case, and where does the attorney general or the governor get off by not following the rules? President Trump? Was, you know, he was appealing for his elections, left yeah. and right, the judges, nope, 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 and that was it. Yep. I mean, could, could, could the governor ultimately be held in contempt? What do you think? Well, there's no lawsuit that, 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 that's been won against the governor directly yet, so I think that's, but, I mean, listen, when you're a dictator, do you think you care about rules and edicts coming down from the judicial side when you feel like you can do and say whatever the heck you want? No, he doesn't, doesn't. These people don't care. That's that's the that's the issue. They don't care. And then they then you know, all you keep hearing is, oh, we got to follow the science. Oh, we got to follow the, the doctors. I'm listening. I'm waiting on them. No, what doctors? Your doctors? Only your doctors have, you know, the answer for all of the problems that ail the state of Illinois. If we follow the science, Prisker should be at Weight Watchers. Oh God, <laughs> I agree with you guys on that one. Oh God, well that guy's got a lot of nerve. I do have to say. I mean. And his story doesn't even sound plausible, but that's just my opinion. Well, thanks for the time, and uh, have a good one. All right, thanks so much for calling, Robert. <laughs> I mean, Your listen, one-liners, bro. I mean, you think about this, though. I mean, but Pritzker's mad. You can tell in his yeah. press conference he's mad. I mean, he hasn't been this mad since McDonald's drive through had to close early. Yeah, and and he, uh, listen, <laughs> he's, oh, God. He, he, was, he was really Did mad. you hear what Pistol Peak said? No. Ice cream machine broke. Yeah, ice cream machine broke. <laughs> oh, Pistol Pete, I love you. I love you, Pistol Pete. You are amazing. You are the best. You really are. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm confused now. <laughs> your, one, <laughs> your one-liners and then him saying ice cream broke. Hey, we'll go to David. You well, think we should go no, to David? Hey, David, hold the line. We'll take you when we come back. AM560. Here we go, Pete. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. Filling in for Sean Thompson, I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio. Heard every Saturday, 12 to 3. Alongside my friend, my buddy, my pal, the international mystery man himself, Mark Vargas. Sunday, 7 to 9, mark my words with Mark Vargas. Man, it's good to be with you. 
Yes, always good. You know, David, let me, let's go to the phone lines real quick before we bring on our next guest. David's been holding a while. David, welcome to the Sean Thompson. Hey, Mark and John. I'm glad you covered what's happening in schools with somebody that's there, you know, like the victim, the student there. And um, I, I used to work security on a large college campus around the dormitories. Um, and, you know, we were trained to do this. And I have some uh, tips that adults can use when confronting people that are pushing uh, mask mandates and, and um, vaccine mandates slash test mandates to get in buildings and, you know, do it, you know, go to work or whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um, my, my tips are this. These really work. I mean, I used this in a post office two days ago. Uh, you had, like, uh, customers trying to enforce, like, a uh, uh, maximum amount of people in the, around the clerk office there um so there's only so many people but they were about to lock the door and close so i go in there and there was a guy behind me in line agree with me wow. so um so what i learned is uh confront these rule enforcers yeah. you know because we, we can we have to do that as much as possible yeah. we're not going to change the policy while standing in line or you know right there but hey, hey, hey david David, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I got my um, guests on the line, so I, I really apologize. But I get, oh, okay. I get, I definitely get your point. Um, it, it, have somebody with you. That's have right. somebody with you that agrees with you when you're confronting these people, so you have witnesses and try to videotape it yeah. too. Because the more witnesses right. and videotape you have, the better off you are to affect the authorities. True. Thanks you so know. much for calling, so. David. Um, and that's why they confiscated that student's that's cell phone today. Yep, that's why they. Take I mean, David's right, and he referred to that the student as a victim. And yep. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Students today are victims. I agree. Um, you've been following what's been going on with Nini's Deli. Yeah, and I have. you you had him on the show, didn't you? Did Did you ever have Nini's Deli? I, I did not. On, oh, that was oh that was that was um Dan Dan and Amy. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with getting eating a good sandwich and hearing about Jesus. I don't know about you or you. I don't know about you, Pistol Pete. You can, you can give me a nice sandwich and I can and, and talk to, talk about Jesus all you want to me. Um, but what I do have a problem with is the city of Chicago coming in and finding them. That's right. You know, and and I'm I'm gonna tell you these guys are some some straight up warriors. They they're street evangelists. Then so listen, anybody that's a street evangelist, if you've ever been a street evangelist, you ever seen a, a street evangelist. You know they tough. They don't play. And that's why I'm so excited to have my friend, my brother, Juan Riesco from Nini's Deli onto the Sean Thompson Show. Juanito! Yago! Yeah, <laughs> All right, break this down for me. So this was, you guys got fined because of the vaccine. You got to have a vaccine card in order to enter and it's a food a food place. Um, you, I, do you have to have that to get some wheat? Do you have to have a yeah, vaccine card? Apparently, you have to have that to dine in these days. Yeah, but you don't need it to go buy weed, though, right? No, and you also don't need uh, to to rob a bank or jack yeah. a card. <laughs> this this is true. So walk us through what happened. So let me think. So I think it was about a month or so ago. Um, no, 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 no. The mask mandates for the city have been up for a little while now. And um, we just decided, you know, we weren't going to do anything about it um, just because my family, like you mentioned, we're born again Christian, street evangelists, the whole shebang. We love Jesus, love this country. 
And so we think it's uh, unconstitutional, ungodly to force people to, to put something over their face that they don't like and prohibit them from breathing. So we decided not to do that. Um, within weeks, uh, we received our first uh, court hearing for that. By the grace of God, it was thrown out. And then uh, January 3rd, um, we actually received two visitations for the Mass uh, within the same two weeks. And then January 3rd comes along, and they started enforcing the whole uh, vaccine situation. And, of course, long behold, Lori Stubbs walk in uh, within weeks, and we received now, I believe, four visitations since January 3rd for not enforcing uh, the vaccine mandate. Four visitations, that's 10 or so citations. Uh, I got two court dates in March, so. You know, Juan, this is Mark, and what you're highlighting is a pattern that we're beginning to see here in Chicago as of late. We we dined, John and I and, and so many others dined at another restaurant where they were targeted um, and were fined. Yeah. And, and, and this three is what's... Grand. Three, three grand. And this is what's unbelievable is, and I think your story is so important to shed light that the, these are the, the games, the political games, the retaliation that the city of Chicago uh, is doing as, as it relates to small business owners who, who have been crushed during this pandemic. You know, that's such a good point, bro. It, it really is so hypocritical of our mayor and our governor. They get on TV and they talk so much about First and foremost, how they love women and people of color and small business owners. My mo- the business belongs to my mother. Not conservative. She immigrated to America in 1960. She is a quote-unquote person of color. And they walk into our business and slam us with multiple court dates and fees and all these things. But I thought they loved us, Mark. I thought they supported us. I thought, I thought they're pushing for people like us. And what do they do? They ask the federal, the federal government for more money every, you know, every couple months or so to bail these people out. But the same people they're trying to bail out, they hit with more fines and fees. It makes no sense. I don't want the federal funding. I don't want any of that. I just want to run a business and be able to serve whoever I want to serve freely. Yeah, you know, um, and you think, one of all places that the governor would want to protect restaurants. I mean, just look at him. You think right. he'd want to protect restaurants. I mean, clearly he loves to eat. But it's been it's been killing. It's been killing businesses. Right. You, you, you wouldn't envision Pritzker protecting gyms. Right, you. But you definitely well, think he'd be protecting restaurants and delis. I hate you. Here's something interesting. I noticed when they, when they installed the vaccine passport, there was one big institution that they didn't put on that list. Okay, they said gyms, uh, restaurants, etc. They left out churches, Mark. I believe they left out churches because when they first did the shutdowns, many churches, including my own church, Metro Praise International, stood up against that tyranny, bro. We didn't, right. we didn't have it. We didn't have one second of it. And churches, uh, many churches across the city stood up. So when they went and uh, installed the vaccine situation, I believe they installed it to people who they knew would bow down. Yeah. They knew restaurants would bow down. Why? Because uh, we're taxpaying people for the most part. Many restaurant owners are honest, hardworking people. And we're not thugs. We're not criminals. We're going to obey the law as best as we can. Hey, hey, want, want, hey, want, I, I need to interrupt you there because here's the reason why they went after these type of people. Because they can send in unelected bureaucrats to shut shut them down. Good you know point. they can they Good can point. use the liquor liquor commission, the liquor. I mean, you know they can use that. They can use the health department for the food and all that. What can they do that with the church? They don't they don't have that 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 those tentacles to send through there to shut down a church that way. But they can they can browbeat and 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 you know mishandle when it comes to that aspect. You know. No, that's a good point. All the point I was just trying to make though is that I believe if business owners stand up, we could possibly 
see an end to it. Hopefully, that's the goal, at least. Yeah, Juan, look what's happening across the state today with uh, students yep. and parents. Right, it's proof. It's proof that we can make a lot of when we make a lot of noise, things can happen. Yeah, I, certainly. I agree. So, Juan, talk to you. Know, I don't hate me. I, I told um, Amy when I filled in with her the other day, last week. I said he's gonna he's gonna beat me up because I still haven't been to the place. Where's where are you guys located? Um, uh, I gotta get there, and I will get there. I'll or you, there or you come to the school. I mean, you come to the show on Saturday, drop off some food. How about that? What's happening Saturday? I don't even know what's going on Saturday. No, I mean, it's my radio show. He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> being selfish. Ron. I'm being very selfish right now. Well, I'm not the type of guy that says, where you been? I'm the type of guy that says, welcome back. It's good to see you. <laughs> yes. But you don't got to worry about how all the time we spend apart, John. I only care about the time we spend together, my yeah, friend. I feel you there. So where are you guys <laughs> located? My, my fam- okay, so my family's restaurant is called Nini's Deli. We're located around the corner from the United Center, about five minutes northwest of the no, northeast of the United Center. Uh, our address is five four three North Noble Street. Yeah, N O B L E Street. Yeah. Well, hey Juan, we're, we're right by the United Center. Yeah, Juan, I, I, I'm definitely me and Mark will come up, will come out there and come on by. Um, what are you? What are you? What are you? What are, you, what are your hours? So we're open uh, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., and we serve what we call Cuban-inspired cuisine. Ooh. My family's Cuban and Mexican, so it's like empanadas, sandwiches, some good stuff. Hey, thanks so much for standing up and, I mean, and standing and fighting, and, and don't relent. We can't. We, we, we're in the fight of our lives right now. We, we and I both know that we have the Lord on our side, so... This guy's um, not back down. He's Cuban and Mexican. Yeah, he's he, not back Cuban down. and Mexican. He's spicy. <laughs> yeah. um, Juan, thanks so much. Huh? Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. All right, Juan Riasco um, works at the Nini's Deli. I got to get there. I've heard so much about it. Juan, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, hey, Fred, Carl, and Kevin, hold the line. I'll take your calls when we get right back. AM560, the answer. Biggie, biggie, biggie. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Joined by my good friend, Mark Vargas. Um, people are upset, Mark. People are flustered and frustrated. That's her song for Pritzker. Biggie, 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 biggie. can't you see? Right? <laughs> I'm shocked he shut down Nini's den, if that's the case. Uh, I, I think this is an inter- interesting caller. Roger from the South Side. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, what's happening, brother? You got it. So talk to us. What's going on with the tickets? So here's what I want to tell you, and this is a fact. Okay, so I, I own a business in the city, and so, you know, bar owners, restaurants, owners, we have friends. Uh, so with the city now is coming out and, and sending in, not a t- task force, but people that check for, uh, are you IDing for vaccination cards? Are people walking in with masks on? Uh so some people who are getting these tickets, their tickets were uh, anywhere from three fifty to five hundred. Another close friend of mine, who has a slightly bigger uh, operation, uh, now during the first shutdown or whatever whatever these people call it, uh, you know he got a good string of tickets because he remained open. Yeah, he has his beliefs. He, you know the guy could shut his doors. Or, or go bankrupt. Those were his only options. So his t- his ticket for the same violation he got issued four of them in the last week and oh, a half. God. 
were fifteen hundred per. So there's no set so price. Like, Come on, man. Exactly. You, can you do that one more time? I'm Come sorry. on, man. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, but my point is this: is you know, however good and bad the city was, I mean, I've been here my whole life. I yeah. had a business here for you know, twenty years. Yeah. Lived here. At least we had. There were things were set in stone. Okay, yeah. if you had a problem with buildings, yeah. or you had a problem with the water department, or the fire department, or consumer services, or, or hey, listen, you rob somebody in Cook County. Oh, it's your second offense. Guess what, buddy? You're getting six years. Goodbye. Thank you. See you when you get out. Yeah. The, the way the, the, it's the the biggest animal farm I've ever seen. Right. The way this is run for these people. Facts. You know. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey Roger. It, leave my phone. Leave your yeah. phone number with the producer. Um, I yeah. got I got more calls to get to. Leave leave your phone number with the producer. I, I, because I, I would love okay. to bring a crowd of people out to where you're at. Yeah, they, I, I luckily haven't got any. Uh, I haven't got any this round or the first round. They came in the first round twice on me. Yeah, I happened not be there. It was a Saturday night. I was out with my wife, and uh, the, you know, your bartender cautioned and said, "Yeah, we, there's six city inspectors here because yeah. they were sending the task force out." Yeah, there. this. I mean, this. I, this is Gestapo. SWAT team. What the heck? Uh, Deutsch, yes. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Roger, I got to get to the rest of the calls, but All thank right. you so much for calling. And, and you know what? Keep fighting. Keep up the faith. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, help is on the way. Um, people are fed up, and they're done with this foolishness. So thanks so much for calling. Kevin from Texas, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Yeah, hi, John. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, excellent. Uh, I love hearing your voice on the radio. Uh, I love what uh, you have to say and everything. And I... And I you know, I think people in Chicago have to give, especially Chicago uh, Republicans, should give it a shot and get involved and become a precinct captain. Yeah. I mean, you know the importance of precinct captains as far as getting it, being on the ground, knocking on doors, getting people out to vote. If you look at the Cook County uh, state's attorney election, there are pockets in Illinois, in Chicago that are actually had, had strong Republicans to vote. So I hope you encourage people to come out and do that. Instead of just yelling at the radio and nodding yep. their heads saying, yeah, John's right, yep. get involved. If you go listened earlier, if you listened earlier, you would have heard me say, become registrars, go become election judges. Um, yeah. Take as many people Absolutely. as you can to register votes. So, Kevin, thank you so much for calling the show. And, and, and encourage Sean to get on that. Yeah. Encourage Sean to say that stuff. I'll let him know. Thank you. Let's go to, uh-oh, D.E., Dan Ehrman. What's up, brother? Hey guys, I, I'm uh, I'm crashing your party here, but hey, I was at Nisi last weekend, and that food was amazing. Oh. Killed my diet, but uh, <laughs> that ropa vieja, the kitchen sandwich, uh, is, is is killer. Juan is the real deal, um, and you know he's making a difference in Chicago. If we had more business owners like Juan in Chicago, yeah. we wouldn't have the Chicago that we have. That's and true. So, Go support them. I'd encourage anybody, uh, if you haven't had good Cuban uh, food like right. that, go for it. All right. Thanks so much, um, Okay, We got to go. We run out of time. Okay. All right. Hey, Mark, thanks so much for joining. Paul Vallis, Juan Riesco, uh, your buddy Walsh. Pistol Pete, thank you. Bunny, you're the best. Thank you so much. Um, guys, I'm always, thanks to the YouTube crowd, Facebook. Um, see you when I see you. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.